Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Macro Compass. The Fed intends to drain liquidity at a rapid pace in 2023. And while the pace might be a bit more friendly for the next few months, do not get distracted. Banks, the repo market, and financial markets will soon start feeling the heat. This piece is all about explaining what liquidity really is in plain English, go over the drivers of US liquidity in 2023, assess how these drivers will interact with each other, and most importantly, how will they drive markets, and concluding by refreshing our market views and our actionable ETF portfolio. Let's start with the basics. Liquidity is nothing else than bank reserves. Bank reserves are a one-line item that you can easily track on the Fed balance sheet on the liability side. You don't need any fancy formula to calculate it. It's a one-line items. But what are bank reserves? Bank reserves are money for banks. Banks use reserves to transact with each other and with the Fed. They settle transactions. They use reserves to buy bonds from each other. And they use reserves to lubricate the biggest funding mechanism in the world, which is the repo market. A regime of ample reserves helps banks in providing liquidity to financial markets. How does this work? In a regime of ample reserves, banks facilitate the smooth functioning of the repo market. They have abundant reserves to provide liquidity to the repo market and also have appetite for absorbing high-quality bonds, it's treasuries, corporate bonds, high-rated corporate bonds, mortgage-backed securities. And as repo markets work smoothly in that environment and banks have appetite for high-quality bonds, generally, investors tend to take more risks. Instead, if you tighten liquidity, if you reduce the amount of available reserves for banks, and you do that rapidly, over time, investors' risk appetite can fade. And you can see in the article, there is a chart that looks at US bank reserves. They have dropped in 2022 by almost $1 trillion. And you can see how slowly but surely that drugs investment grade corporate spreads wider. So the risk appetite from investors in a reducing reserves regime is lower. But no, guys, I will not draw a line chart of liquidity against the S&P 500 and tell you that that is the magic formula. That's macro bullshit, because banks do not use reserves to buy stocks. That's because equities are not a regulatory well-treated asset, and banks are a highly regulated entity. They cannot use reserves to buy stocks, only for a very minor fraction, which is irrelevant in this supposed correlation. Monetary plumbing is not so easy, but yes, instead, that's true. The amount and the rate of change of bank reserves matter for the functioning of the repo markets and for risk appetite. And in 2023, a lot will be going on with bank reserves. Let's start with the elephant in the room, which is quantitative tightening or QT. As you can see in the diagram I put in the article, in its simplest form, quantitative tightening shrinks the balance sheet of the Fed on the asset side because bonds are not reinvested anymore by the Federal Reserve. And on the liability side of the Federal Reserve, it also needs to shrink. The balance sheet needs to shrink, right? Here, the standard is that the item that shrinks on the liability side of the Federal Reserve balance sheet are bank reserves. So bank reserves or liquidity is destroyed with quantitative tightening. The government, though, 
keeps issuing bonds over time. It needs to keep spending and functioning. And because the Fed is stepping away, it's up to the private sector to absorb bond issuance. So reserves are destroyed and private investors have less room to allocate towards riskier assets because they're busier absorbing bond issuance. So quantitative tightening is one of the main ways that the Federal Reserve will be using in 2023 to destroy liquidity, to destroy bank reserves. And the Fed has announced that quantitative tightening will be running at a trillion a year or more. So does this mean that reserves are just going to linearly shrink by 95 billion per month in a predictable and linear fashion, and therefore the destruction of liquidity will be very predictable? Not really, because there are other factors, like the Treasury General Account, like the reverse repo facility, like the choices that U.S. households are making on moving bank deposits away from banks into money market funds. They are buying treasuries with it. All of these factors and more have a large impact on U.S. liquidity. And I can't stress this out loud enough. Understanding how liquidity evolves, what drives it, how liquidity drives markets is crucial to navigate macro and markets, not only in 2023, but in general. So in the rest of the article, we will dig in exactly on these dynamics and we will assess how liquidity will evolve in 2023 and how we position for these dynamics at the Macro Compass with our actionable ETF portfolio. From January 2023, getting access to that premium, the Macro Compass content requires a paid subscription. And not only you will get deep and unique macro insights every week and multiple times a week, but also ETF portfolios, tactical trade ideas, interactive tools, courses, and much more on the TMC platform. Come and join this vibrant community of macro investors. You can check out which subscription tier suits you the most going at themacrocompass.com slash subscribe or otherwise clicking on the link at the end of the article that says, get me in. I will release an article as well on the ECB and the Federal Reserve immediately after the meetings are done, covering the meeting and covering the market impact, trade ideas and changes to the ETF portfolio straight away after the meetings are over. These reports will be available to all-round investors and pro-investors. I will talk to you again next week.